Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 325, being recorded on November the 5th, 2014, as long as Ken wrote everything down inside the show notes correctly. I'm Ryan Schrout. I'm Bermuda Giebelbop. Oh, I think you got that one wrong. Jeremy uh, Hellstrom. I'm Josh Breath. And I'm Alan Malventano. <laughs> no idea what's <laughs> happening on the show anymore. <laughs> Off to a good start. I can see that, uh, Josh, did you find beer this week? I did. Oh, thank you. My God. wife got paid and made some deposits after I paid all the bills. All right. Is, so is it Natty Light? Natty Ice, maybe? Ice. You get that extra <laughs> that extra kick in the beer there. Oh, uh, hey, that's what I'm drinking. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, it was leftover from the weekend. I uh, I had some lower GI distress uh, from about Sunday on. <laughs> and so I, I stopped Perfect drinking news. for a while. It's amazing when what it does for When you say for a budget. while, you mean Monday and Tuesday? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Uh, okay, well, on that bright and cheery note, let's get into stuff. Uh, we record this show live, everybody, on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and I'm just going to leave it vague like that because I don't know if it's daylight or savings time anymore. Or daylight sa- is it standard or daylight saving? Yeah, whatever it is. Um, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, figure it out. Uh, at PCPer.com slash live. If you want to join us live and you may be a forgetful type person, you can go to PCPer.com slash subscribe. This is important. You go here and you sign up for this little tiny form here. It asks for your name and your email address, and you hit a submit button. That's all you do. And we sign you up for this list, uh, and all we do is send you emails when we're about to do live streams. Today we sent it out like 20 minutes beforehand, so my bad on that account. Uh, we were working out some issues with the streaming server and didn't want to send it out while we were maybe having disconnections involved. Uh, and I should also note you want to sign up for that. You want to sign up for that at pcper.com/slash/subscribe because next Tuesday. Tuesday the 11th, we're going to have another NVIDIA-sponsored game stream, this time for Assassin's Creed Unity. And if you paid attention to our Borderlands streams, we had prizes to give away. Uh, And I don't know exactly what the prizes are yet, but we will definitely have some. So Assassin's Creed Unity live stream on Tuesday the 11th. Sign up uh, for that reminder at pcper.com slash subscribe. All right, enough of that crap. Let's get into hardware from the week. Josh, you reviewed the MSI GTX 760 from MSI. This is a a mini ITX (laughs) card. What does that even mean? What is a mini ITX graphics card? Okay. Essentially, NVIDIA releases graphics cards that... And their reference designs are typically larger things that uh, will fit in a standard ATX case or with an ATX motherboard. Well, everybody's wanted to go to these smaller ITX, mini ITX motherboards, um, you know, have nice compact cases that uh, don't take up a lot of space, but they want the power. They want good performance. They want things to run fast on their screens. Sure. And so there is a small market of these people who want to still game on these video cards. And so MSI decided to throw their self into the ring, and they've released this little monstrosity, and I'm holding it here, Ken. As you can see, it's small. It is uh, smaller than a bread box. It's still slightly larger than my head, forehead at least. Uh, But it's a small card. Um, we haven't seen cards around this small, except when you start getting into the sub $100 range, the yeah. sub 75 watt TDP type products. But they packed a whole lot of stuff in a pretty small package. So they've got a single fan instead of you know the usual dual gaming fans. Um, 
they've got a pretty complex heat sink that has you know a big solid aluminum frame. It's got uh, heat pipes wrapped around and pressed into that frame, and then they've got a bunch of fins that surround the uh, the cooling fan here, which is uh, is kind of interesting because it's an axial and radial fan. Uh, melded into one, kind of along the same lines of Asus, but a different implementation that Asus could at least not sue them for. So uh, it is effective in that it is not entirely quiet, but it is not overly loud. And the cooling performance in this card is actually pretty impressive considering the size. Now it's got one of these 8-pin PCI Express Hmm. power connections, so it can supposedly handle up to, what, it's 75 watts from the uh, slot and 150 from there. So it's 225 watts that it could possibly uh, give to the card. And uh, it's, what, 170-watt TDP, 160-watt TDP for the GTX 760, somewhere in that area. Uh, so it's, it's certainly more than enough power for this not just to run at stock speeds, but to be overclocked in two different stages. I think it's uh, gamer and kind of extreme overclock. Um, the regular stock speed is around, what, 960 with a 1,006 megahertz boost. Um, overclocked, I believe, is 1033 with a slightly higher boost. And then you've got the extreme that goes up to about 1,100 megahertz in boost. So <clears throat> let me let me ask you it's this. It's a nice card. Okay. Um, Considering, I mean, it's a 760 card, so I mean, that the, these GPUs have been out for a little while. Do you think this still stands up well in the marketplace as it is today, considering we have the uh, uh, like the 980 and the 970 out there? Well, the 970 is, is obviously a card that is going to be of interest to the people who are looking for this. Asus and Gigabyte have announced uh, mini ITX size, so I mean... Pretty much exactly the same size. Announced but not released, right? Like they're correct. With and, the and, and honestly, I don't think we're going to see those until like December timeframe at the least. Yeah, probably not. And you can understand that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit more engineering to get these to work, uh, and you've really got to consider thermals and how you're going to cool them down. But what this has over those is one, it's available today, and two, it's two hundred and ten bucks US. Mm. Which, when you look at these products that will be coming out with the 970, they're going to be at a minimum $339, if not they're, a little bit more. Yeah, they'll almost assuredly be more than that. Yeah, yeah. because this is a, it's a non-standard form factor. They've got to put a lot more thought and a lot more time into the cooling. And uh, compressing all of the power and memory and traces in a card that should be about this big into one... That's only this big. You can see on the back. Yep. It's it's a lot of engineering work. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're going to go through several PCB revisions after testing to see which one works best, uh, which one has problems. I mean, you're going to have some real interesting electrical issues like ring and, and interference and, and whatnot because mm-hmm. you just can't put all the hardware you do on a bigger board. And that's 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 capacitors. That's... Uh, it's chokes, which may or may not, you know, whine, whine at you. Um, and you're going to have fewer power phases as well to make this all work yeah. because you just don't have the space. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of this form factor for sure. What was the first? I think the one I looked at first was the Asus model. 
Uh, I think they had a GTX 670. It was one of the yes, first ones. Yes, that's that's what it was. And it's just like the just when when you have that with a mini ITX motherboard, and you kind of have that all together as a, as a collection of hardware. It just looks really impressive. Yeah, and it, and it fits and it works well. And yeah. I mean, they put a lot of time, engineering effort, and certainly it will cost a little bit more because the development is going to be prolonged and protracted as compared to a just regular reference type design or something that you can you know use all that extra space for to get out the layout you need. So this was actually able to overclock about as well as some of the reference GTX 760s that I've had through um, the lab. Mm -hmm. And the cooling is not as effective as these bigger dual slot cards. And that's just physics. You've got to expect that. However, it is better than a lot of the reference cooling that we see because this never went above 87 degrees Celsius, which is still pretty warm, but it's not the 95 to 105 degrees that some of the lower-end coolers of these higher-end parts actually are, are specified for. So um, overall, this was a really nice card. It had uh, decent uh, connectivity. It had two mini DisplayPort and uh, DVI and HDMI. Um, again, it overclocked well. It's not overly expensive for what you get. I mean, 210 bucks for this. Uh, consider a month ago... You were looking in the 260 range for a GTX 760 before the 970 and 980 were released, and AMD also responded with price cuts. So overall, this is still a good product to have because we don't see any 970s in this form factor until, again, like you said, December. And not only that, but we haven't heard anything about a GTX 960. Not yet. Not yet. I I mean, eventually you know it's going to happen. Yeah, sure. But... It's going to be a while. I mean, they're not in any real rush yeah. until we get uh, you know finer uh, uh, processes down that people can actually afford, and uh, we'll get good yields and and good electrical performance out. Um, we're probably not going to see a huge amount more new products. I mean, certainly we're probably going to get a couple from AMD, uh, but with Nvidia. It's kind of up in the air because they're they're kind of on the cusp of uh, of processes available for what products. So anyway, uh, MSI made a really neat looking product. It's got the little dragon guy. Of course, it's got the a fr- dragon guy. It's a dragon game. Uh, it's well built. It's got this really nice plate on the back that cools the memory on the back and also provides some good stiffness for the PCB. And for the size, the cooler is really great for what it does. And so I have yeah. no complaints with this card whatsoever nice um so if you want to see all the benchmarks and everything josh has those all on the review at pcper.com so check that out mini itx graphics cards what's the world coming to uh speaking of what's the world coming to ssds i don't the world's already there i don't yeah solid state drives solid state discs if you will uh, More like VNAND SSDs, if you want sure. to be like so, what the world is coming to. You, Alan wrote up a story uh, that is uh, an 850 Pro kind of roundup. We've already looked at the 850 Pro, mm-hmm. so we know we know what it is. We know what the technology is behind it. Yep. Uh, but we'd only tested one capacity. This time we're testing all of the capacities uh, from 128 to one terabyte. Yep. What did you learn in that exploration of the multi-capacity drive? So the thing we really wanted to know in testing all of these different capacities is what the 850 Pro does in comparison to other SSD controllers and other combinations of flash, like, you know, you have your Marvell controller that's in, like, the M550, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Crucial M550, um, 
and you have like some other models that had come out recently that had different capacities and you would see uh, basically lower write speeds as you dropped off to the smaller capacities, right? Right. Um, so we just want to know what the 850 Pro did in that respect as well as just general performance at the smaller capacities because uh, you have fewer dies, right? So um, whereas you ha- wherever you have uh, IMFT flash, that's like your Intel Micron Joint Venture 20 nanometer flash, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, um, those dies are 128 gigabit, right? Micron has since uh, made like some 60 nanometer smaller uh you know, half capacity dies on purpose to try to fix this issue. But basically with the regular sizes, uh, your write speeds will drop all the way down to like around 150 meg per second at 128 gig because there's basically only eight dies right. in the drive, right? So yep. um, so that's kind of an issue, right? And uh, this flash, the VNAND in the Samsung 850 Pro, basically just doesn't care about any of that, right? Because uh, at least on paper, this flash is three times faster. Right, so there's uh, the dies are slightly lower capacity, so you need more of them by a little bit, like fifty percent more. And uh, that doesn't sound like a little bit. Well, I mean, it's, fifty five zero. Well, it's eighty six gigabit versus one hundred twenty eight gigabit, right? So you need to add like another, yeah, you know, okay. yeah. right? That's not necessarily a bad thing because it's much easier for them to make them because it's like a forty nanometer process or something like sure. that. Um, kind of easier for them to make them because it is vertical nand right it's 32 cells stacked high within the same die um but in the end uh you get roughly three times the performance for a given capacity like in the end given capacity of an ssd right so that means that the 128 gig model of the 850 pro almost saturates sata on writes uh what's a performance test i can show uh that looks at that uh, let's see, probably Yapped, like sequential okay. writes. That's the best, easiest one that shows a spread. Um, and basically you see all the other competition there. Uh, let's see, you got it up? Nope, that's sequential so reads. Want, sequential there you go. writes, here yeah. we go. So you can see, like, the red line down here at the bottom is uh, SP610. Which controller is that? That's the, um... Silicon Motion. Silicon Motion. Yep. It's really, it's not the controller, that's the limit, it's the flash. Sure. Okay. Right. It's yeah. just it's it's writing to the dies as fast as it can. It's just the dies take a certain amount of time. Okay. And there's not enough parallelism there. And then the green one is another of that same series. But then the next lowest performance is this crucial M550, 128 gig. Yep. That's 128 gig M550. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of on the slow side, right? Yep. Um, and actually, if you're curious about like the MX100, what it would do, it would actually perform very similar to the A data is in that chart. So that red line at the bottom, mm. that would be like an MX100. Uh, you know, 128 gig. Okay. So, but then you see all the Samsung drives all sitting there right at the top, yep. uh, including like that, uh, that kind of medium blue line there right is here. the 128 gig. Yeah. It's still higher than most of the still other about drives. 450 across the, all the way across. Yeah. The size there. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's really, really good performance, right? The only issue is that the 128 gig is kind of the higher cost per gig. Right, you're paying almost sure almost like a dollar per gig for that capacity because you know you're paying for the packaging and the controller and the other stuff. You don't really get economies of scale right. in the pricing until you get to like the highest capacity. Yeah, so the 128 gig now sells for about 120 dollars. Yep, on Amazon, uh, whereas the one terabyte is 645 dollars. Now, put I mean those are still expensive for current generation SATA SSDs. They are. They definitely are. Yes. But you were saying when we when we kind of did our video for this that that's 
it's it's the best SSD you can buy, consumer SSD you can buy. Essentially, it's better than the SSD 730 from Intel. It's better yep. than uh, the the M600 from uh, Crucial. Oh, the M600, yeah, yeah, definitely better than M600. Because the 550 is the 550 is okay is the most recent one that doesn't do the weird SLC MLC gotcha. flash stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it has a 10 year warranty. The 850 Pro does. The 850 Pro does. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, no issues with the uh, slow down right, thing. slowdown issue we have with the 840 Evo. That was only with the Evo. It's only with TLC Samsung drives. This is MLC. Okay. So you don't have to worry about that. And not only that, it's been fixed. You just have to do the patch. So it still comes down to what the consumer values, that, that, that ultimate performance level or yeah. just the super low cost. Right, because the 850 Pro is not going to be, and it may, will probably never be, a super low cost drive. If the 840, 840 Pro, 840 Evo, you know, if you yeah. extrapolate that out, 840 Pro is still kind of an expensive drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do suspect an 850 Evo. Right. Coming, well, we right? talked about rumors and all There's that. There's been stuff rumors all over the place before, yeah. uh, but I would like to see that drive, like like an 850 Evo when it's in SLC mode, when it's using its right cache, mm-hmm. right, would probably might even outperform this, hmm. yeah. uh, even in the smallest capacity, Yeah. right? Because uh, the SLC, again, is going to write faster than MLC, right? Um, now, that, of course, the TLC speed would be slower than an 850 right. uh, Pro, but there's just so much overhead there, right? Every other model in that line, other than 128 gig, is saturating SATA on writes almost no matter what you're doing. Yeah. There's just... There's, there's so much excess there, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, say, one terabyte... Uh, theoretical 850 Evo, if it existed, even in TLC mode, would probably still saturate SATA. Mm. Might still be that fast, you know. This is this is the kind of drive that I would be on the lookout for Black Friday deals, like holiday deals. Like yep. I can under, I can understand like not wanting to pay the current prices because of how cheap other SSDs are. But if there are any sales on these that kind of bring them down even close to that range, yep. might be something uh, that that you look at to jump on yeah. or uh, or add it to a Christmas list and make somebody else pay for it, and you don't care what the price per gigabyte is. Yep. And, that's an option too. And I will say that like the read speeds are pretty much. Saturating SATA even at the lower capacities for any of those controllers, any of right. those types of flash, right? Uh, so the reads isn't really that much of an issue. And if you're not so worried about the write speeds, then just go for the better deal. Right. You're still going to get good performance. It's not as if it's, yeah. you know, a, the other ones are bad. Uh, it's just that they won't perform as well over, overall and especially in writes. Uh, let's talk about a monitor now. We I took a look at the Philips 4K display. Let me look at the box over here. The 288P6LJEB uh, is a 4K 60 hertz 28 inch display. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of these recently, right? So um, looks very nice. Yeah, f- physically it looks really good, but like specification wise, it's very similar to like the ASUS uh, PB287Q. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the same panel or? I think so. Probably. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive it is. The Samsung U28D590D, same kind of thing. The okay. Acer uh, XB280HK, although that is a G Sync monitor. This is not a G Sync monitor, but I'm assuming that they're all the same 28 inch 4K 60 hertz panel, right? Probably. Uh, which is good and bad, right? We, it's, it's a known quantity at this point. We know mm-hmm. that it's a TN panel. We know that it's not perfect, but we know that when calibrated correctly, it has pretty good color reproduction yep and its viewing angles are better than you would expect from t yeah but yeah but are these built in the netherlands <clears throat> i don't know the answer to that 
Come on, it's Philips, man. It's like the only big company in the Netherlands. I'm going to guess that these monitors were not built. Damn it. I'm going to guess. Only the finest Netherlands woodworkers. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is, if, if you're gauging TN based on like a 1080p TN panel you might have happened to look at or mm-hmm. own, don't. This is not the same. Yeah, and, totally Al- and same. Alan's pretty particular about about displays as I'm well. Really so, picky. like, uh, left and right viewing angles are pretty good. Top yeah. is okay, and the bottom is bad. But the bottom is also the viewing angle you would least likely to yeah. ever see. Um, one thing that interesting that Philips does with this display is that they actually do color calibration factory uh, at the factory. Mm-hmm. So they they send out a sheet with each display that shows you here's where you are in uh, color uniformity and here's you are in color calibration. Yep. And it shows you what it is. And when and, in fact and when, brightness uniformity as well. Yeah. There's a little grid. Yep. Yeah. And so when we hooked up our uh, Spider 4 Elite that kind of does the calibration for us before we do look, you know, really start to evaluate a monitor, it really changed nothing. Yep. Right? It was it was it was easily uh, and I would say by a fairly wide margin, the most accurate monitor out of the box mm-hmm. in terms of intensity and color and all that interesting stuff. Which honestly doesn't take much. It's just that they just have to do that step. Just have to do it. At the factory. But, it's a, but yeah. it is an extra step. Like it's, That's true. I could see how that would add cost to a display, to yeah. be fair. Um, physically, like, I, like Alan was mentioning, it's a nice-looking monitor. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the bezel looks professional. It looks like a high-end display. Uh, the uh, Here's some, you know, if you can kind of judge the viewing angles. Extreme some photos. angles, yeah. Yeah. The, um, if someone's standing just looking over your shoulder, it really still looks good. Yeah, so I think that's, so. That's really all I'd be worried about. It's, it's got Visa mount. It, uh, it has a base. It's a fairly wide base, so there wasn't a whole lot of bounce or rocking mm-hmm. when, when, when hitting it or hitting the table. The buttons are capacitive on it. Like You actually just touch those labels right here on these pictures, and it actually works really well. I thought it would be crappy, but it's quick and responsive, and the OSD is fast. Yep. Uh, it does have tilt and angle, and you can put it into portrait mode. Uh, it has stereo speakers on it. They're like 3-watt. Or five watt speakers, or something. They're okay. They're they're monitor speakers. They are, I would say, better than some of the monitor speakers I have seen recently. <laughs> but that's not really saying a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, you're essentially looking at laptop speakers in a monitor. Yep. Right. Pointing, okay. pointing out the back too, right? No, they're pointing out the bottom. Oh, they bottom. go straight down the bottom. It's a little better. Yeah. Uh, so it's you know it's it's like okay to maybe listen to a conference call or watch a YouTube video, mm-hmm. but uh, Josh, you shouldn't. Um, listen to your Taylor Swift album through them, I don't think. I, I think it would be doing her an injustice. How about at least once? Just once. Does it really do her an injustice? Just once. Yeah, time. it does. Oh, yeah, it does. Just shake it off, Jeremy. It's fine. Uh, the power adapter, the power supply is internal. No brick. One less thing you have to worry about. What, here, here's where this monitor differentiates. Is it has... Uh, more display inputs than any other monitor out there uh, of this type, right? The 4K uh, Asus and the 4K Samsung have HDMI and DisplayPort, and that's it. Okay. Uh, and they have DisplayPort f- at 60 hertz, or you can do dual HDMI, I think, on those, or you can do uh, like side-by-side, picture-by-picture, or mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. Uh, this monitor actually has DVI, uh, an MHL-capable HDMI, DisplayPort, and even VGA wow. on it, right? And then some audio connections as well. Now, those aren't you're not going to be able to run 4K at those. Therefore, if you <laughs> 4K over VGA, uh, if you want, to, if you happen to have uh, an instance where you want to use that monitor on a system that only has VGA, yep. uh, like an old laptop or something like that, that you want to have VGA output to, you'll be able to do 1080p at it. Um, and that's 
just convenient to have, right? Mm-hmm. One of the one of the complaints about G Sync monitors in general is that they only have DisplayPort. Yeah. So I have had one specific instance where a user has a G Sync monitor and said, "Oh, hey, I was gonna, I, I was gonna hook it up to my other computer, but it doesn't have DisplayPort. It only has DVI and HDMI and VGA on it. What do I do?" I was like, "Well." Mm, you get another monitor. I guess you buy another monitor, you get a different video <laughs> card, right? Like those are kind of your options. Yep. Um, so the, it, it's nice that it has that capability there in the mm-hmm. scaler. It has some side effects we'll talk about. The uh, It also has a USB hub, two USB 3.0 and two USB 2.0 ports, and it has a matte finish bezel and a matte finish screen. Uh, good, not glossy bezel. Right, which I like. I think that's a plus. Mm-hmm. Now here's the big problem with this monitor is I think by integrating those Display connections. All the scalar stuff and everything. They yeah. had to use a scalar. Mm-hmm. That a, implements, a more complicated scalar. Yes, that imp- integrates or uh, in- embeds latency in the display that we didn't see in any other 4K monitors. Yep. So we did that, the the test of, okay, we've got a, a, 20, a 1024 by 768 CR, 1024 by 768 CRT. Oh, it's a 1280 CRT? Yeah. Wow. I don't know about that, Ken. Pimpin'. It might not be a 1280. I think it's a 1280. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. 1024. But it's a CRT monitor that Kim brought in one day and refused to take home. Years ago. Uh, and so it sat in a closet. And so we brought it out, which means you hook up both displays to the same video card. Yep. Uh, and we made like a custom web page that has a JavaScript timer that actually has two windows to it. Right, So we could put one on one screen and one on the other, and they're actually running in sequence. And what you can see is when you look at the picture, uh, the LCD is showing 49.914. The CRT is showing 49.964, which is a 50 millisecond latency in the panel. Yep. And that was pretty consistent, too. Yes. And, and more importantly, the 4K display is running at its native resolution. Yeah. And in fact, that didn't actually change. So, so, there, so are, there are displays and scalers out there that when you're at native, you don't get that latency. Ah, true. Yep, that's usually or like there's a game mode to it or something, right? This you don't get any of that. You're stuck with 50 milliseconds of latency, which is a lot. Yeah. So this little uh, Ken actually tested quite a few monitors for me. Um, This Philips at 4K, we saw 50 milliseconds of latency, and at 1080p. So yep, while enabling a scaler, Mm -hmm. uh, we saw the same 50 milliseconds. Yeah, you're just stuck with it. But the Acer. Uh, 4K G-Sync panel, zero milliseconds, mm-hmm. scaled or not scaled. Uh, the Asus ROG Swift G-Sync monitor, mm-hmm. no latency. The Asus 4K non-G-Sync monitor, mm-hmm. no latency. Well, I will say this, though. At least for G-Sync panels, w- when you scale to 1080p, it's actually the GPU. The GPU doing is doing the scale. Yeah. Correct. Because there's only one display put input. And there is no scale. The G-Sync the, module the, has no yeah. scaling. But it was, it was kind of just interesting to see that, hey, G-Sync does not... In, G-Sync itself. Yeah. You just get zero, which is you know latency. kind of part of the point of G-Sync. And to right? prove that it wasn't just like everything was zero except for this one monitor, uh, we threw in some other things here like the Dell 3008 WFP 25 by 16 30-inch panel, uh, a very... Uh, a very known good IPS, f- yep. high-quality screen. And known for being ha- having hi- relatively high latency, but it's actually less. At 32. Yeah. Less and then the yeah. Seiki TV, I think this is our 4K 50-inch or 39-inch TV. <laughs> 100 milliseconds. 100 milliseconds at 4K and 50 uh, milliseconds. Does that TV have a game mode? Uh, I hope. Yo. No? You're stuck with 100 no. milliseconds? There are new firmwares that do different <clears throat> things, so maybe. Um, wow. So 50 milliseconds is significant. That's three plus frames. Yeah. I noticed it immediately. Like, 16 milliseconds. Yeah, like, like Ryan called me over. Hey, here's this 4K, you know, try it out. And yeah. I sat down at it and all I, did, I just moved the mouse like one time and I was like, whoa. This and is. that was in Windows. Yeah, just in Windows. Just yeah. like 
Now, wow, I, I had used it in Windows, and I will say that I didn't notice input latency in Windows. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's harder to Yeah, to but that's it. Alan, and he races VWs. Word. I'm just sensitive to latency. Uh, He's, his ass now, is in, sensitive to latency. In games, here's, here's why this is important, right? I, I think, despite Alan's kind of ability to notice it at Windows, if you're only going to use this for Windows and creative... That's because Alan's a pedant. A what? A pedant. I don't... He's getting pedantic about it. What? Okay. <sighs> Dictionary.com. Yeah, no, yeah, I know what move the word, along. I know what the word means. I don't see how it's relevant to my discussion. <laughs> uh, I think it's still fine to use on Windows, like in a desktop environment. Yeah, yeah. He's just doing production stuff. Like I mean, if you need a 4K okay. monitor for content creation, this is going to be good because yeah. it's it's going to have good color out of the box. You don't have to worry about having a color calibration mm-hmm. tool or something like that. The only thing I would worry about is if you were trying to sync audio to video and just kind of eyeball it. By using that display in particular, you might actually find yourself 50 milliseconds off. Yeah, I would, I would guess that might it's be possible. even hard to, to 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 tell the difference of. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but for gaming, like I don't I don't think this is a monitor. If you're gonna if you're looking for a 4K monitor for gaming purposes, I don't really think this is uh, a good option, which is unfortunate. And I went to Philips with this information and gave them more than a week to say, hey, why or fix yeah. it or something uh and they didn't really have an answer for us we're you know we're holding on to the monitor for a little bit longer uh and in hopes that they maybe say well here's a new firmware that released that has a game mode or something that bypasses the scaler as long as you're using displayport or something like that at native yeah. resolution in which case we would be able to you know revise kind of uh our, our thoughts on it but as I it mean, is we, now we know it's possible because there's other 4k yeah but well, we don't, we don't know if it's possible with that scaler, whatever scaler right, they're right, using right. in there. And the yeah. disappointing part is, is it's now the lowest priced 4K panel out there as well. It's 579 bucks on Amazon. As long as it stays with the highest latency, it's probably going to remain yeah. the cheapest 4K panel. Uh, this, the, uh, uh, I think that Samsung one's like 580 now. The Asus yeah. is 649 It's uh, good, though, because I mean, there's plenty of people that don't necessarily need to game that want a 4K panel. Mm-hmm. That it'll do okay yeah. for them. Yeah. So again, that is the PB no, two eight eight P six L J E B. It's not even on that box on the side, so I don't know what I was looking over there for. Um, okay, we talked about that too long as well. Let's move on. Uh, Sebastian posted a really cool article uh, called "The Perfect Home Theater Ultra Low Profile Aluminum HTPC Case Review." Now, before you go any further, we do not really think this is the perfect home theater case. That's just that the name. Happens to be the brand. Hmm. Good branding. Uh, which is which is really genius when you it think is. about it. The super awesome. This is the perfect yeah. home theater enclosure. Um, so look at this thing. Look at that. Look how tiny it is. Actually, that looks it's so that, small. That looks perfect. It looks Aww. really nice. That, that is like the perfect size. For I, I would say what I would like to see here is you see you can see the insides of the optical bay. They need yeah, like the little they need the little bl- oh, black brush. The thing. But that's felt. because he doesn't have a drive in there. I think. Oh, really? Oh, he didn't install a drive? I don't know if he did or not. Uh, well, he did later on. I don't know that that's... I don't know if it's in in that picture. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Because I think that'd be drive side. That. No, that's usually on the face. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I don't know. Uh, but here it is with some... Look uh, at that. I don't... What, what I is didn't that? even is notice it when I just noticed the Yamaha receiver. <laughs> well, amp. Yeah, there you go. He would hate it if I called it a receiver. <laughs> you you, you almost just can't did. even tell that... Hey, like, Sebastian, that's a nice receiver you got there. Yeah. You can't even tell that there's like a home a PC sitting so, on top so of that. So so what 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 are we looking at here? This is a thin mini ITX motherboard or case rather. Yeah. Thin mini ITX. So it's mini ITX uh, height 
With or, very uh, low profile width, everything. Very low profile everything. You don't yeah. get standard size dims. You get so dims. Yep. Uh, in terms of heat sinks. Uh, 23 millimeters max. Is that what it is? Yeah. About two options ever. Uh, yeah. And this case ships with one, I think. Uh, he wasn't super he, excited he, I think about he can it. Add it on. It's oh, okay. Like, They're like a couple it's of an add-ons. add-on for it. Yeah. Um, not because where else are you going to get one? Th- there's that Noctua one. There's a Noctua yeah, that's there's like the only one. Yeah, but I mean, here you can see the you know you can see some of the case as he unboxes it, and it, and it looks it looks really nice. It looks like a great piece of home theater equipment. And you can yeah. see the branding on the bottom, perfect home theater. Uh, and we'll go through a couple of pictures here of him installa- installing it. So here is kind of the inside layout. There's a thin mini ITX motherboard. You can see it's using SODEM slots. Um, you've got a uh, buy one PCI Express slot, but it's, it's by four. It's by four. Oh, is, it by, is that by four? Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, you have to use a right angle adapter yep. to make that useful. Yeah, you just can't play. You couldn't plug anything I, if I you wanted to. I think they ship with one of those. Yeah, I, I, I think that's again, all, you can buy one. I think okay. it's another optional add-on to it. Um, mini PCIe or mini PCIe. Maybe. Uh, Look at that. two four terabyte reds in there. So here's here's the heat sink nice. that it comes with, and the uh, uh, right angle PCI Express adapter there, and there that is installed. There's the heat sink installed, uh, and there's all your components at work. Looks like is that uh, that's a wireless card right yep. there, isn't it? Yep. Uh, uh, no, it's not. No, that's, that's that's SSD. Like it doesn't have an antenna connector, so it has no antenna connectors. You're correct. Um, oh yeah. So that is uh, your storage, and he's got the memory there. Is there another? Here's oh, there's there's another spot for a, there's another spot for a wireless adapter. Next you know to they the, can't see your screen. Well, let's, let's scroll up. <laughs> How about I scroll down instead? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> hard drives. You got room for hard drives. Mass yeah, storage. You got a red home theater PC got there. Two reds. Two uh, threads there. Either a third of the ODD. This little fan over here is the only thing that's kind of. You'll moving be sitting far enough away from it. I think it's just for circulation, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can see that the uh, processor heatsink is what is uh, right above the, um, or right below the, uh, the the grate there. What what did you want me to see here? Oh, there's a mini a, PCI hmm. for uh, for a wireless adapter yep. as well. Yep, I see another one right there next to the. Uh, it's kind of impressive slot. what they shoved on that board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's pretty cool stuff. Uh, you can he's got some information here on the thermal performance. Uh, an idle load and max stress. I think he, max... he prime ninety five did. Yeah, he prime ninety five. <laughs> he was not nice in any fashion of this case or hey. system. He was using a Pentium G thirty two fifty eight, which is uh, one of those seventy dollar dual core yep. Haswell processors. Uh, I think which which is probably a great part selection for, uh, for this, a low cost yeah. system build like this. Uh, you can see noise levels. Um, these are <laughs> above ambient. Again, max stress. Not really fair. You'll never do this to your theater PC. That's so low. Um, and, you know, this is the power supply for it. Remember, there's no internal power supply. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a 90-watt power supply. That's overkill, really, for well, he's what got you're, two big. He's what got two using. reds in there. You can lick the cable without even worrying about burns. It's true. I don't... Wait. Yes. What? I don't yes. understand. Uh <laughs> Um, now you will have to buy that separately, uh, you know, from the motherboard and all that. Uh, it's an expensive case as well. It's about two hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. And I, I guess that's with the uh, what does it come with? adapter and cooler. That's all. Okay, it comes so with. you have to get the motherboard. You get the motherboard. Yeah. I mean, you you get all those other components, and so dims are probably a little bit more expensive than regular dims. I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, it's actually. probably not too bad. Yeah. 
uh, plus your thin, you know, Blu-ray drive or whatever. I really like this. Uh, compare this to what we talked about last week, which was that Stagger Dynamics home theater PC that was GTX Massive. 90. It was a beast. Yeah, like it's it was huge. Yeah, and you had you could do home theater PC plus gaming on it. This one you would only do home theater PC. I'm I'm curious if you put Media Center on this with those two reds. Mm-hmm. You could put in one of those Ceton you could, six two. You, you could, could put a Ceton card put in one that. of those Ceton yeah. cards in there. It's a buy four. It's a buy four. It's a half height adapter. I think the Ceton card is a buy one. one yeah. Actually, no, you got to remove four, that oh, okay. eighty millimeter fan though. Uh, the, no, the card would stick out the opposite side. Side. Take a look at the fan placement. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see but what you're saying. Yeah, you might. It's gonna be awful, damn close. It yeah. may be close. Yeah. Well, this, the Seton card is only a one. Yeah, width. it's not very hot. Like, there's not a lot of Z. It, yeah, there really card. isn't much Z on the Seton card. It's pretty no, much. It'd just be like, close. I think. It would, I think it would be close. It's worth. It's worth noting there. I would love to see that combination. Yeah. Right. Um, that Pentium would be fun. Again, we talked about it last week, and we talked on the video. Like, I would love to try Media Center at my house if there were such a thing as a Media Center extender that I could put at all the other TVs it's besides true. an Xbox 360. Um, because I'm married and have a wife, so yes, uh, you need the wife acceptance factor. Yeah, this is this is a really cool product, but it, it is expensive at two hundred dollars. It's for I think we have we it's, it's not an unfair stigma. It's a small object. Mm-hmm. We expect smaller things to, in general, be less expensive. But that's not really the case with computers. It's a, well, Super it's a, thin laptops are more expensive than regular laptops. I mean, this is an Super aluminum, thin tablets are more expensive than bulkier laptops. This is aluminum, uh, all aluminum case, though. I mean, that's nice. Uh, Sebastian calls it an uh, impressive and attractive addition to the living room PC market. It's expensive, but is in keeping with the higher cost of producing a custom enclosure entirely from aluminum. The width allows for seamless matching with existing components, and the design adds minimal height to any AV stack. The trade-offs with such a low-profile design might uh, make this enclosure impractical for many, but if you're looking for a very slim case or are ready to embrace Intel's thin mini-ITX form factor, I would look no further. I, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I, might, I might have... I don't know. We'll see. I might, I might have to try this stuff. Have him send this over for a yeah, little bit. I, I think, like, even if you weren't necessarily doing tuning, which you do, but if you cut the cord and you, you're running like Plex and HBA Go and stuff, it'd be amazing. It'd yeah, probably next to silent, mm-hmm. thin, small. You can just that picture of it with the uh, uh, amp. Yeah, is really and, cool. And like, if you put a yeah. TV tuner in that, imagine, like that's half the size of your cable box. And that's it sweet yeah, anodized a bunch aluminum. Of other sweet, sweet. It's pretty cool. Anodized. I'm a fan. I'm a I'm a fan. I'm actually a human being, but I'm a fan. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to other stuff. Jeremy, Nvidia announced uh, game bundles. Tell me what they are. Well, it, it, it's sort of bundle singular, to be perfectly honest, because okay. they've got three games. You get to pick one if you've bought a GTX 90, 970, 780 Ti, or a plain 780, or a laptop, which is including one of the new 980Ms or 970Ms. Hmm. You get to choose either The Crew, Far Cry 4, or Assassin's Creed Unity. This is a nice little bundle that they've put together for people that have bought cards recently. And we've had confirmation that a couple of uh, our readers who picked up a card within the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. are being honored with uh, codes for games. I so, find that incredibly surprising, and I'm super excited that that was the case. Yes, no, that's amazing. So, somebody specifically, 
Yeah, because somebody they, specifically they mentioned got the codes. Uh, that's true. I don't know if they have them yet, but yeah. they have but said they It would be just doing. awesome if they did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is it's it's obviously kind of in in line with uh, the what AMD has done with Never Settle, where you get to pick a game instead of like being told what game you get. All of these games are uh, are Ubisoft games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. You are. get that it nice is a partnership play, with Ubisoft, huh? and you in a way, it does play. make a lot of sense because every single one of them is optimized for certain Nvidia stuff. Oh, sure. uh, like their take on Tessellation, the new HBAO Plus uh, TXAA. Mm-hmm. And and you get to else, deal with you play. Okay, you play. What do you play? It's really not that bad. It's really it's it's the least uh, invasive of all of them, even including Steam. It doesn't have the yeah, same functionality totally. as Steam, but it's incredibly uh, lightweight. And you still start. I don't know. Well, I could almost say this. It, it, with some, when you have a game in Steam that is a Ubisoft game, it actually has to run. You play. But it just yes. kind of starts up in the I background run it on and runs Steam away. And you play pops up. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, old friend, I've missed you. Wouldn't you rather still have the game on Steam as opposed to having to purchase it through Uplay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then shut up or you can have Origin 2. Electric you hear me? Boogaloo. You hear you hear me? <laughs> um so apparently this promotion will run to the end of the year. Uh so that's that's pretty good. I like the idea that I don't know how much the nine. So the nine seventies, when you can find them, are going to be like three forty, three fifty. How much are the seven eighties going for now? Uh, well, I keep an eye on the seven eighty Ti. It is the better card, but I don't think they're very much right now. Yeah, I know they came down a whole bunch once. Uh, this once quickly three hundred, aren't they? Yeah, sure. I see how cheap you could get into that. Well, bundle the first one seven hundred and fourteen dollars, so maybe not. Don't pick um, that one. <laughs> don't pick that one. That's not the right one. Uh, no, it's not. So that's the NVIDIA bundle program going on through the holidays. That's that's pretty neat. That's those are those those are all three games that I would consider, you know, buying and playing. Yeah, I can't say the same about the all of the games in the Never Settle bundle. <laughs> to be fair, there are a lot more games in the Never Settle bundles, right? Uh, but that was kind of the biggest complaint as Never Settle kind of stretched on. Was like ah, these games are getting older and older and older. And they're becoming less and less interesting. These are all brand new. Assassin's Creed comes out the 11th. Uh, Far Cry 4 comes out the 18th. And The Crew comes out December 2nd or something mm-hmm. like that. So uh, all brand new titles to... Uh, what a crappy month for games. Yeah, what a horrible, oh, horrible crappy. month as it turns out. Uh, speaking of Assassin's Creed Unity, uh, it has NVIDIA exclusive effects via Gameworks, of course. Such an interesting debate here. Gameworks... Uh, has definitely has its name dragged through the mud. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, this this was interesting because uh, Ubisoft put out a video specifically kind of demonstrating the features TXAA uh, PS PCSS, which is percentage closer soft shadows. What? I don't know what the percentage is. Maybe it's a hundred percent closer. I'm not sure. Uh, okay, think of it this way. Okay, there are leaves up in a tree. I see them. Yep, I'm and envisioning it. You've got the sun shining down. Mm-hmm. In most Are games, you see the, the individual leaves with nice sharp edges. Okay, uh, but in real life light does not that. filter that way. So yeah. it depends on the percentage of how close to the ground mm, that's the these things that are causing okay. the shadows. Oh, wow, gotcha. Cool. Uh, they also have Geometry Works Advanced Tessellation, which is just a, a slightly modified version of Tessellation. Um, 
So it's I, I t- taking everything else out of it, like looking at screenshots and video of Assassin's Creed Unity mm-hmm. looks awesome. People can say that Ubisoft makes unoptimized games. They can say that the debate we had last week or two weeks ago, last week about PS4 and Xbox One hitting performance walls from Ubisoft's anonymous developer being bogus because of how they work. But, I mean, the stuff that they have shown of this game looks awesome. I just, hope it, I just hope it comes out that way, right? Because we've yeah, seen games correct. look awesome before. We need to see it ourselves playing no, here. The, you can look around in the videos. The art assets that they have spent time on that's ch- textures, models, sculptures, architecture. It's pretty rich, and that must have taken a lot of man hours to do. Yeah, I mean, they, they talk about um, in well, we talked about last week. They're talking about using half of the CPU to simply decode uh, texture uh, data, or it um, was no, uh, the lighting, decompressed lighting, decompressed yeah. lighting data structures that they just had to pre-bake and store in there, right? So that's that. That's that's a lot of pre work. That's a lot of asset generation being done. Yeah, that does look pretty amazing. Stuff. I mean, yeah. this this stuff again. This is in a this is in a video that you can you can get on YouTube or whatever. It's on. Uh, but the can you Assassin's get it sixty frames per second channel. video? I don't know. I don't know if they uploaded at sixty frames per <laughs> second. If they didn't, we will soon. I don't know if that's the case. Um, speaking of video card news, hey, this news post came from a person that none of you even know about. And I'm not even sure how to pronounce his name. Rumpelstiltskin? Uh, Andre DeCoste. Close friends enough with, for America. Friends with Scott. It, Michaud. It, shouldn't we I, know I how to pronounce his name, though? He literally, like, no. No, I, I shouldn't. No, we no, shouldn't. Too okay. much French going on. I'm American. Ubisoft. These are French Canadian. No, I, I, what, what do you expect from me? I, I don't know. Andre so DeCoste. to Louisiana a bit more. How's that? If um, only we could go to Newfoundland. We have Vancouver... Quebec, Newfoundland, Newfoundland. Nah, no, he's in Ontario, anyways. Uh, how would you, Jeremy? How would you, how would I, how should I pronounce his name? Oh, I would go with Andre de Cost. Okay, all right, haha, success. The other Canadian on the show says I was correct. Uh, so this is information about eight gig variants of the R9 X coming this month. Um, I will go ahead and say that I heard today that they're launching tonight. Sweet. I have no idea. I didn't get sent one, so I have no idea. But apparently, Sapphire is going to release an 8-gigabyte version of the R9-290X, which to me seems kind of insane. That doesn't really need it? What? That it doesn't need it. Like, I okay. don't... But it does if you're going beyond Earth. Yeah, so that was the issue, right? When, when, when AMD launched the Civ Beyond Earth like benchmarks and they mm-hmm. started showing it off, they said, look how good the 290X is. And it turned out that they were showing an R9-290X 8-gigabyte card. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think that exists, guys. And they're like, no, 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 it's, uh, it's, 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 it's going to be a thing. Yeah. And I went and looked, and there was like one place selling it in the UK, <laughs> but it was a vendor speci- it was a reseller-specific SKU. Oh. And I was like, guys, that doesn't count. I'm sorry that that's not a thing. Yeah, like, you can't buy it. Hey, said, Ram oh, is no, cheap, They're coming dudes. next month. They're coming Ram is next cheap. month. So How many months ago was that? What's that? How many months ago was that? That was last month. Oh, okay. Right, so they're, they're, so they're coming. Um, apparently, according to this, uh, with 8 gigs of memory and price tags between 480 and $520, these new additions are, are not cheap. Keep in mind that you can buy a 290X for like 330 340 350 now so you're talking about 150 to 200 price premium 
for the eight gig variant of the two ninety X. You better really okay, want that extra four gig. Let's go. Let's go back to that whole Assassin's Creed thing and okay. the art assets. Yep, I'm with you. And the amount of texture memory and effects and pre-baked stuff that they will be loading up into memory. And if you've got three screens, mm-hmm. it's going to eat into that. It's, it's, it probably will go above four gigs on a PC at really high levels of detail. So we're already hitting the point where four gigs in certain games will be holding you back a little bit that sounds crazy i don't know okay how many so, how many discs did call of duty advanced warfare ship with know, dvd 100, discs a hundred is it a hundred nine dvd nine discs nine of them wait what, wait, what? nine dual air discs really nine times 4.7 nope, is nope. no ha- dual air dual air so oh. nine times nine it was not an 81 gig install. Awesome. You're a fibber. Go look, go look it up. I, to, I think there are DVD fives. I'm, I'm that not could have been DVD fives, but anyway. But still, nine discs. I'm not saying it's completely unwarranted. I would say that <laughs> nobody needs this. <laughs> they're, they're not developing. <laughs> I guess I am saying it's unwarranted. I don't know. Like, it's the same reason why I complain about why does that why did that GTX 980M laptop have eight gigs of memory? Well, it I didn't think, need it. I think maybe people will need it maybe soon maybe yeah, depending know. on the games that come out right soon amd will be animating each and every hair follicle individually yes Ooh. and if you're nvidia you're going for grass and it sucks because we'll have all that memory and not enough compute power It'll to deal with amd it roy effects uh here, here here's why i don't think this is going to matter much why because if it was going to matter they would have all shipped with amd no amd would have sent them out oh right amd would have said Hey, PC here, test this and, and hard, write about it. Hard OCP, it. tech report, hard yeah. hardware, all these. You guys need to test this. Look how awesome this is going to be. Yeah. And the fact that they're just kind of like, eh, Sapphire, you can do whatever you want. Send some out, I guess. Tells me that it's it's a numbers game and not an actual performance game. Like, hmm. not a substantive thing. Okay. Not today. Not with games not, that we not have yet. today. Yeah. Maybe the games aren't out yet, and that's, not why they're, and that's why they're not sampling Maybe. it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's going to be the most amazing 8 gigabyte thing ever. <laughs> It's not. It's probably, but it it is going to be needed for smoother gameplay in certain titles at certain revolutions. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, somebody in the chat room just said UPS just delivered my ROG Swift. Can't wait to try it out. Was that you, Alan? That was not me. Oh, sorry no, they that. stole it off Alan's doorstep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of laptops that have weird crap in it, Jeremy. Uh, Oh, we don't want to talk about him about weird crap in his laptops. That's disgusting. MSI GT80. I got a Titan in my lap. A Titan? Not only that, but you what? got a cat. So it's a Titan laptop, but it doesn't have a Titan no, GPU. It have what, does a Titan it have? what does it have? What does it have? Well, because prices start at about ten thousand dollars and go up. What the hell well, is that? It, it's a it's GT80. A full keyboard. So one, oh, I assume it was a 980. It's got an LCD on the right-hand side that it's you can program. A, it's got a mechanical keyboard. Is that also oh. the See, now that's why it looks funny. It's got a mechanical keyboard and no touchpad. There's the exact same amount of dead space on a normal gaming laptop. It's just instead of at the bottom where your touchpad is, it's been pushed up to the top. This is not the normal amount of dead space. Wait, where is the uh, touchpad? There's a speaker there. That's all one. Look at the number pad. That's all speaker? The number pad is the touchpad? No, the speaker is about an inch or so long, running along the top with the branding on the upper left there. The cake is a lie. Hmm. I was yeah. wondering how long this was going to take. I knew somebody would 
do it eventually. This reminds me of old. What am school. I looking at? I don't understand. It's a mechanical keyboard and a laptop. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's like what cherry yeah. keys or something. So is this area with the uh, Dragon Army logo where all of the hardware is? I guess probably. This is where the GPU. So it, because look how if you want your coffee to stay warm, you would put it on that spot. <laughs> I yeah, see. Yeah. It, it's got a warning on there: do not touch when in use. Really? Too damn hot. Yeah, you well, don't. Because see the, the thing is the, that not only yeah. is this got a monster GPU in it, mm-hmm. they're saying it's smaller. They're going seventeen percent thinner and twenty-two percent lighter than the competition. It's also an eighteen-inch laptop. The competition, but it's thinner it's than a what? Piece. Well, it only close, weighs 12 pounds. Come on. What is its yeah. closest competitor? That There is no, are no other laptops with a, a mechanical PC with the LCD just sitting on keyboard. top. Board. <laughs> this is like if you took an Apple II and took the CRT and just turned it over yeah. on top of the keyboard. <laughs> just took the LCD and just yes. stuck it on top. <laughs> and said laptop. <laughs> Look, ours is thinner than that. This I... I you don't want MSI to advertise with you, don't you? No, I, I think this is this is really cool, but it looks so weird. No, this isn't Doesn't cool it? because if you try to use this as a laptop in public, you are the biggest asshole ever. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it'll be like sitting, sitting on the keys. sitting on a plane. Starbucks. First of all, I sir, I need I, am to, at I need Starbucks, and I've I've you no, know, no. If I have my Wi-Fi and cell phone um, <laughs> jammer. I can use this as long as I want and yeah, play a yeah. single-player game. Or what if you take it out on a laptop? Oh, but don't do that because you'll ruin your cloud sync. <laughs> <laughs> take take you, you it out on a plane. Don't ruin my cloud, sir. We only you said small. My cloud sync. Only small devices may be used during no, you know, flight, sir. You take it on a plane and you say to the guy in the middle seat, excuse me, I need to borrow your... <laughs> I need to borrow can your, you put your tray down. Can I put your tray? You just put the other two people's trays down. <laughs> you just stick it on. You can, you can touch the number pad. And, <laughs> and the three people in front of you. Could you guys all lean your seats well, no, forward? The guy you need to move your seats up. seat may catch on fire. So what, what, other, what other hardware is in here besides a uh, Cherry Brown MX Switch keyboard? I mean, Those how, are the clicky ones, aren't so, they? But, no, not what, the what is what is the oh. What is the depth of that? Like, uh, It looks like... Well, I don't know no, what it looks like. I, I look down at this and I'm like, no, there's not a chance that that's okay. So a standard well, keycap with click on the link over to their website. 27 millimeters of thickness. It's probably the depth of a standard like gaming mechanical laptop? gaming keyboard. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure like like take a mechanical keyboard. Look at and that put it picture. Look at so that the picture. The keycap itself is 27 millimeters. So you got to have a little bit more than that for throw. Yep. Yeah. And then whatever the backplate underneath it. Yep. That's nuts. It's not a dream. The first ever gaming notebook designed by MSI with an integrated Cherry Brown MX Switch mechanical keyboard by SteelSeries. I want to use one And I looked for about 15 minutes for something to click on that page. And I do. I, yeah, there's... So wait. There's so wait. nothing. Listen, I don't think this got answered. Is there a touchpad? I don't no. see one. This is... This is this there is, is not. This, okay. is, this looks like mouse is, buttons. Is it a touch screen? That looks like it specify. is a touch screen that... Uh, no. Well, look, yeah. it's all flat. Yeah, there are two mouse but it's, buttons. But it's like there. an LCD. It, there are two mouse buttons there. With the there. two buttons. Because mm. look at how bright the line is in between yeah, the buttons but like, and the keypad. But this, this keypad itself is just, it's not raised. This makes it's it look just like it's not a panel. That. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's obviously separate from the mechanical it's, keyboard. Hmm. Guys, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I got nothing. I mean, I would buy that if that was it. I would buy it for dollars. Don't forget, you can program macros otherwise, and otherwise, them to the cloud. Otherwise, you have to bust out a mouse, and then you really have to put you know, the person to your right's uh, tray People down. in the chat are saying that that is a touchpad and screen. Okay. So Cool. I sure. 
I'll go why with do yes. You, why do you we're, Why do you doubt me? I don't know. So just like this picture right here, just makes it look no, too well it, defined. It flat. It's flat. So it's a touchpad and LCD. I don't know if it's an LCD. Like, how is it projecting that image? It might just have that. Okay, how that might does be the your only cell thing phone show. project images onto the touchpad? Josh, that's not because an LCD it, display. They just have that because it's pattern cut out and they're illuminating yeah. it with red LEDs. Yeah, I think. No, the it's not. Is... Look at the look at the stinking. Well, I what? you know I could be look wrong. Look at the things. But it's showing the same thing on it. Look at how bright be... that is as compared to the line in between the actual physical mouse, you know, uh, uh, keys that mm-hmm. are at the bottom. Mm-hmm. That could just be another pointing the LEDs. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see know. at CS. We'll, we'll see. Oh, it. we'll see. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Uh, in other words, another news from MSI. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to move on. I don't know. Just what else wait to say. two months. Get just, out of here. Just wait two months. Shut up, kids. MSI launches X99S M Power motherboard. The all uh, new. So the X Power motherboards are like the ones with a hundred PCI Express slots. Is that right? Roughly. <laughs> Roughly. A hundred PCI Express slots, and the Empower Something ones like are now the X Power is like their top of the line overclocking one, and Empower is lower cost but similar design structure. I'm trying to figure out exactly what I'm trying to remember how the MSI product stack actually works here. Um, Scott wrote this up. He he uh, outlines the major differences below. Uh, I still like the black and yellow color scheme. Uh, it does support multi GPU DDR4 up to three. Three 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 hertz. All the threes. All the threes in megahertz. Uh, OC engine turbo M dot two. Uh, so here are the main differences between the M power and the X power. The M power does not have a fifth eight lane PCI Express slot. Only four. Loser motherboard. Hmm. Uh, it only has one gigabit Intel Ethernet adapter instead of two. It does not have eight hundred two eleven AC. It only ha- it has two fewer USB 3.0 ports. It has one less USB 2.0 port and does not come with a D-LID die guard. Um, okay, let me just ask one thing oh, of all for- of you here. Um, yeah. Who have actually used both ports on a gaming motherboard that had two Ethernet ports? I have never. Raise your hands. I have never. No, Why? put your hand down. The second port was connected to a Drobo Pro. You're an ass... It doesn't count. Person. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't even count. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh I yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just a thing. But that you can do have. teaming. You can do no, teaming. No, you know what? You can make a CSD. He has a freaking pipe dream if you want that to <laughs> yeah. actually work. Yeah. What realistically the only thing what would I can you think is if you're getting if your wired connection is port blocked and you've got somebody running a, a freaking hotspot somewhere. No, I mean realistically like, I use the second port for iSCSI. Okay. If you need a nice guzzy target, you kind of want its own dedicated. What, you know, you would use that if you were using your machine as a router. Yeah, uh, yeah. But who does That's, that? Those with the free BSD thing. I would say but, as yeah. expensive as good eight hundred two eleven AC routers are becoming. Well, does that come with Wi Fi? No, this does not. Oh, okay. It also only has one PCI Express. So the one that has Wi Fi and Express? I'm sorry, one Ethernet. Oh. The one that has two Ethernet also has eight hundred two eleven AC. Yeah, so but you're Ryan, you're going to ru- want to run, like, Linux on that thing, not game in router mode. Unless I don't want to use my, my PC as a router anyway. Router! Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, they also uh, launched the X99S Gaming ACK. ACK? ACK? Synac. 
Jeremy, do you know anything? Why is this? It has look. Ooh, wireless. Yeah. Acknowledge. So it's a wireless adapter. Uh, Report. It's a killer Nick branded Ack. wireless adapter. But it's Qualcomm. Well, Ping. yes. And actually, I think a lot of the killer branded stuff is Qualcomm because, well, at least they, they know what they're doing. They bought them. Unlike some marketers from a certain company. Yeah. But the, the idea here is that, okay, the other one doesn't ship with uh, Wi-Fi, so boom. This gives you Wi-Fi, but it says that it gives you teamed Wi-Fi. So it, it says it lets you use the Wi-Fi with the Ethernet connection and split... Oh. Yeah. So it's yeah. because you put you, the lime with the coconut. Latency-dependent programs oh. getting the wired connection. Oh. Why wouldn't you just and put the everything to the wired phone. connection if you have a wired connection? Because it actually Which are then it. going to the same router the and the same ISP. Because I doubt you've got a teaming router going. No, I mean, if, you, if the, the packets from your game have to wait behind the packets from something else, they don't want them to wait, so they send the something else packets that don't really Except care. Except all that built-in uh, latency from converting to wireless and then converting yeah. back... Well, that's the thing. You put the things you don't care about the latency on on, on the, the wireless. wireless connection. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can Gee. think, and one of the commenters brought this up, okay. is if you've got a wired connection somewhere with a lot of ports blocked and you don't feel like being productive so you want to connect to stuff that doesn't and you've got somebody that's running a hotspot or another Wi-Fi connection close enough, you could then get around those port blocks. You run your incognito porn Chrome browser off the yeah. wireless. Somehow I don't but think But apart that- from that, I'm sorry. I just don't get it. I don't think that packet splitting thing would work on two separate networks like that. I couldn't tell one program to use wireless and have it be a different IP. Yeah, It would have to be like this program and all packets from it and no other. Like Exactly. It would have to be a so program. As, yeah. So how does that work? Just QoS, which yeah. schedules packet. Why can't it schedule packet through a different port that has a different IP address on the same network? Uh, it could. It just okay, couldn't, it just couldn't mix it. It just couldn't mix it on the fly. <laughs> is the problem like? So Killer's trying to do the same thing that they tried to do seven years ago when they put a dedicated processor on the thing. Yeah. And let's talk having... about the Kenwood Seven Laser CG. <laughs> we were just talking about, we were talking about that. About that this week. Yesterday, we were talking about that in this very office. <laughs> All right. I don't know. We'll see if they want to send Mori one and we could demonstrate any useful purpose for it. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I'll fire up Wireshark. I don't understand what was so funny. And, and we'll watch the packets go back and forth. On why, why, is, why is Josh exploding? Send it to Mori. <laughs> Just send it to Mori. Mori. Mori, go test that. Mori likes it. Mori likes everything. Mori, figure it out. Uh... Let's see what else happened. Corsair uh, is launching more accessories. Saber RGB gaming mice with optical and laser sensors. Your mice has underglow now. Oh, dude, body. Look, it's like it's like your car. No, it's supposed to. Boom, boom. Uh, You get your choice of sensors. The optical model starts at sixty. Laser starts at seventy. Which would you rather have, Josh? The optical or the laser? Uh, oh, laser. Yeah. Lower latency, apparently, on laser. All right. As the name Plus implies? Freaking lasers. Freaking. Which one of them works better in any fashion on, like, frosted glass? Oh. Frosted? Depends the wave. Yeah, depends because regular glass is not going to work with either. 
Yeah, for us, I don't know. It's kind of a that's kind of like toss the, up. When I travel, it annoys me the most is when uh, they have like a, like a, a wood table desk like in the hotel room. With and the they put a glass piece of, on. Well, they put a piece of glass over it. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm using my mouse. And I'm like, and so I got to go find a magazine somewhere. And like somebody's probably went to the bathroom and used yeah. this magazine to read, yeah. and now I'm using it as a mouse pad. And this is the worst. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just just travel with the trackball. No, or how about <laughs> just put again. a piece of paper, some fine-grained paper. Where do I find a piece uh, of paper in my hotel room? Oh, I don't know. The notepad oh, that they leave you. The little tiny you, notepad like yes, that? Yes, I want you to mouse on that little... Oh, well, let me fold up a piece of paper I can put in my laptop case. Get, get a really well, high DPI folds. mouse and then... Then it's got folds in it. You should roll bumping. up your your gigahugic... <laughs> Hey, you know what? You've got, you got an iron. You've got an iron in your motel room. Just travel. Oh, the ironing so, board. The so ironing board. You know yes, what you're saying you is go. to take the iron and melt the glass, <laughs> so that it creates an uneven surface. <laughs> Wait, that I we've can got like an eight meter roll of neoprene. Just travel with some of that. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Just roll up the whole thing. Uh, as the name implies, a Saber RGB includes four LED backlit lighting zones that can be set to one of 16.8 million colors. Eight programmable buttons, two under the thumb and on the left side of the mouse, and a uh, 5.9 foot, 5.9 foot braided <laughs> USB cable. Okay, it's that extra point one. Let's just... let's let's do that decimal with Imperial. It's awesome. <laughs> Uh, sixty-seven dollars. Hopefully, the available the, the custom- website. Hopefully, the customization software is a little better than the keyboard. Yeah, their keyboard customization software needs some needs some work, needs some love. So uh, there's that. It looks okay yeah. for the one picture we got. I like the. I wonder, can you change the color of the illumination in the optical can. wheel? That's pretty cool. Yes, I like that. I'm a fan. Big fan. It's I'm like a put, Tron. I'm wheel. gonna put. I'm gonna buy a dozen of these and put them all around on my car, like underneath the dash and stuff. I see. Use that software, change it up. So Shiba launches new 4TB and 5TB 7200RPM desktop hard drives. Anything interesting here, Alan? I, I like how they say they're only compatible with Windows 7 and newer. It's, it just kind of made me laugh. Why? I mean... It's their, their advanced format, oh. which means they use 4K uh, internally. They're, they're, they're 4K clusters. Yeah. For those of you or... whining about the cost per gigabyte of the SSDs, 5 terabyte model, $399. Actually, 320 uh, street oh. price. Oh, really? Yeah, he's got that at the... Damn, because I was hoping to scream 399 <laughs> You can't now. That was $320! It doesn't have the same ring. 320 Does not have the same ring to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're hitting 1 terabyte per platter on these, which is Ah, the 5 terabyte good. model? Yeah. I think it's both. They probably just, you know, just have one fewer platter. Mm. In the four okay. terabyte, you can do that when you hit the nice round number. Spinning like discs, you're so cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's adorable. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a hard drive, and it's 7200 RPM, so it's going to be on the you know. Have we seen hot side? Yeah, on the well, <laughs> yes, on the hot side is you know it'll draw more power, and that's okay. It'll perform better though too. So yeah, yeah. Who cares? Cool. I don't know. Just, my opinion on the very large drives like this is you just don't need 7200 RPM because. You're probably doing mass storage, you, you know, like bulk storage, like you're just putting large amounts of media. And I would like to see one stuff. of those benchmarked, like if you are going to use, for people who still want to use like OneDrive as their primary drive, they only want OneDrive, they don't want an SSD plus other drives. Ooh. You want yeah. all five terabytes of your life sitting on OneDrive? Well, raid one of them or something like that. and then You know, my so. life isn't worth very much, so it's not a problem. It's true. It's worth it's less true. than the hard drive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll verify. All right. 
Yeah, go uh, to Snopes.com. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Our final story of the day. LG, uh, it's about a 4K monitor, the 31MU97 Professional DCI. What's DCI? Uh, DCI. I don't know. 4K monitor. So what's interesting about this, oh, digital cinema something? Yeah, it's it's uh, what, Detective Chief Inspector? <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> uh, so rather than being 3840 by 2160, uh-huh. this monitor is 4096 by 2160. So it is actually the first monitor, uh, not the first monitor, but it's one of the few that actually meets the 4K designation. Oh, it's actual, like it's cinema 4K. It's actually 4096 yeah. by 2160. Yep. Aspect ratio uh, between 17 by 9 and 19 by 10. So that's... Whatever that means. So, I mean, that's the actual resolution of 4K, like, r- if, legit if, if content. If you had a red camera and you're shooting in 4K, it's 4096 by 2160. Oh, okay. but, but 3840 by 2160 is a 4K standard. There are two right, just 4K. a different aspect ratio. Yeah. 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 yeah more that's less. a sweet aspect ratio. Look at <laughs> that. Is. Yeah. It's nice. Uh, it is able to preview with... So, like, if you were doing red, you needed to monitor this resolution so you could view content without cropping. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely for us. Uh, so they're going to charge a lot. It's an of IPS. Money. It's not that much money. It's, it's an IPS okay. ten color input, uh, beyond Ooh. sRGB, ninety nine point five percent Adobe RGB. Really Look at that Visa good. mount. You know what uh, I'm saying? It's got a Visa mount. <laughs> it's got USB ports. How much it's is got this? Got a Display port. Is that Thunderbolt? Yeah. Pass through. Yeah. Oh, okay. It is. Uh, and it is thirteen ninety nine. I thought I saw it for twelve somewhere. Oh, really? Already. So it's not it's super really expensive. Not yeah. Did you say Thunderbolt pass through? Well, like I only see one Thunderbolt. Well, there's DisplayPort in, and then the Thunderbolt. No. Uh, uh, so uh, that's a Thunderbolt connection, but I think it connects the USB hub as well. Oh, not only that, but it only provides the power. Is that well? So you that's would connect a Mac fire. to the Thunderbolt connection? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I think I saw it for twelve on B and H this week already. Like for an IPS display. If, if you think about what a 30-inch IPS 16 by 10 monitor still costs, that's not bad. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's it, it, it's still half the price of the yeah the the Dell. MST yeah Asus Sharp Dell monitors we saw. I don't know what Dell's thinking with the pricing on that. That's just let's see. Amazon listed for 13.99. Ooh, two star rating out of five reviews. Uh-oh. Well, because I'm betting it's more designed for a professional Full use. Full resolution, than, uh, not so. What'd they say? Oh, it's not supported by my Mac. Oh, oh boohoo! Not and then the other problem is also it's not the Mac. supported by my Mac. <laughs> uh, well, they do list this Mac. Well, I wonder why that is though. <laughs> like I wonder why it wouldn't work. <laughs> you know, because Mac has open drivers and stuff. No, I mean, isn't the Mac Pro? I mean, the hardware should be capable of it, though, right? Sure. Yeah. Like the hardware in the Mac Pro. Oh. His Mac should be able to be hooked up to a 4K display, and it doesn't work either. Oh, I don't know. We haven't tried that in a while. <laughs> what it didn't is work. Josh? I don't know. Just, I don't know what he's laughing oh, at anymore. He's camera. <laughs> he's red. Wow. Thirteen. I'm seeing it for 13.99. Maybe yeah, you saw perfect. it for. Oh, hey, look, PCPer.com. Oh, hey, look, that's us. What? What? I want to know. I want to. I want like like yeah. a contrast MRI of Josh's brain during one of these things. <laughs> I want to see what happens. In stock at Newegg, thirteen ninety nine. It's like it's all lit up at the same time. We've never seen this. Thirteen ninety nine. Thirteen ninety nine. Does it work on my Mac? <laughs> One star. It's gonna be a new beam. Oh, <laughs> work on my man. Mac. 
It's got speakers too. Just, just so everybody knows. It's got spe- I'm sure they're even more horrible speakers. than look. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, get into our hardware software picks of the week. Uh, I'm going to do a quick, like, tease hardware pick. This is uh, the Lenovo Yoga 3 Pro. And this is interesting for a couple of reasons. One, it is kind of uh, – it's the same style of machine that um, Alan's using there. Yoga 2 uh, Pro. That, you know, does the thing where you can just like the thing with the thing. bend it back on itself just yeah. like you could if you were Josh. And it goes into tablet mode and all that stuff. It's got that new hinge, uh, the watch Ooh. hinge design or whatever. Whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. It's, it's very thin. It's very light. Uh, it has – 10 watt hour less battery than that mm-hmm. the yoga 2 pro which is what you have there um it has some pretty cool features in it the most striking of which the most immediate is that it is has the intel core m 5y70 processor so this has broadwell y in it they actually shipped broadwell they actually what? shipped broadwell uh in 2014 and it creates um I'm I'm plan- I'm going to try to write this up tomorrow before I leave to go get drunk and watch the Bengals play football. Uh, it's a really really interesting thing because the performance of the Core M processor mm-hmm. compared to the performance of the Yoga Two Pro, Yoga Two Pro has well that's a Core i5 4200 something like that. Yeah, um, the performance is worse. The performance of this processor is lower, yep. and it was expected to be as much. This is a 4.5 watt TDP processor. And that is a 15 watt, something like that, yeah. 12 or 15 watt TDP processor. Um, but so it's how, but how much slower? It's close. Uh, single threaded. It's very close. Okay. Because um, it does more boosting and well, stuff. yeah, that's super cool too. Because like the 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 it's rated at a 1.3 gigahertz clock speed. It sounds really slow. Seems right? slow, yeah. But I've seen it boost as high as 2.6. Now it's, it's not going to do high. that for very long, but it does it. Yeah. Uh, and then okay. we took it apart, and you looked at the like the the PCB and the like the, pro- <laughs> the, the processor so tiny, the tiny, the smartphone sized PCB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool, and, and uh, it has the battery life on this is maybe thirty or forty minutes more than that, maybe yep. like thirty minutes. Yep. But it does it with ten less watt hour battery, mm-hmm. which is interesting and disappointing in my opinion. I am of the mindset of give me that ten, or actually give me twenty more watt hours, so that I can make this. You know, all day, more, real all a more day. impressive battery life experience. Yeah. But what they have done instead is kind of say, let's make it a little bit better battery, mm-hmm. but let's make it thinner and lighter instead of kind of the other way around. I'm sure, I imagine, hopefully what they'll do is they'll take this and kind of apply the ThinkPad mentality to it, which is let's make it a business-oriented thing, which is a little bit thicker, a yep. little bit bulkier, a uh, little bit heavier, uh, but more now you can life. get 18 hours of battery out of it instead of eight. Yeah. Or whatever it is, right? Um, yeah, this. But can it output full resolution to the LG monitor? Uh, no, I don't. No, it can't. It only has micro one star. HDMI on it. Yeah, that's true. One yeah. star. It only has micro HDMI. <laughs> Although the display, the display in that is it's thirty two hundred by eighteen hundred. Yeah. yeah. Same it's as on all that. the monitor makers' fault. So th- I, I hopefully I'll have a write up on this tomorrow or Friday uh, on this and of the. Uh, Core M5Y70 on itself. It's a really, really interesting thing because it's it's a step backwards in one direction mm-hmm. and it's a step forward in another direction. Yeah. And uh, I think what some people will decide and what I'm debating if I have decided is that if they should have 
branded it differently. Yeah. Like going from a Yoga 2 Pro to a Yoga 3 Pro, I would have expected better performance. Yeah. Right? And you don't get that. You do get slimmer. You do get a little yes. bit more battery. Yes. Listen, Yoga is like the only brand they've ever had remotely take off that wasn't ThinkPad. So. Correct. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They, they're milking it for all. Yeah, actually, I'm sorry. This is a 1.1 gigahertz base clock speed and a 2.6 gigahertz turbo speed, which is exactly what I saw in our testing. Yeah. AO211AC, 8 gigs of memory, 256 gig drive, 1400 bucks. Pretty fast AC, by the way, on that. Yes. I mean, I ran it at like – we. the great thing is now that we have gigabit internet – to do like a wireless test, we don't have to set up like multiple machines to test locally. Yeah. We just do a speed test, and uh, I was what able to I get. Getting? I got like 280 megabits uh, through well, the wireless. We should Let's download something off Steam on that laptop. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, more 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 preview on that coming soon. I like it. I've been I've been taking it home the last few nights and kind of just using it as a machine. Mm-hmm. Um, the keyboard has some changes, and and we'll talk about that. Uh, you know, it's it's a thin machine, it's so you, less you keys. Throw a little, there's one fewer row of keys. Um, but I, I I I do really like it. I'm just not. I think I would. I, I like. I, I, I hate to say. It, I think I'd wait for the ThinkPad. Yeah. But I if, say that if they do it. I right? say that every year. About oh well, Lenovo's releasing a machine. How, yeah. how old is how old is this trusty? It's thing? only year and a half old. But oh, I've really? had like four of them. No. Oh. So uh, so that's that. Oh, and also Ashton Kutcher helped design it. Sweet. So that in and of itself. Uh, is five stars. He looks like he's in the bathroom. Now. <laughs> he's pooping off the side of that chair. <laughs> he's pooping off the side of that chair there. And over here, I'm not sure what that... So look, it's like the perfect use of this laptop. <laughs> you look, look at this guy. <laughs> you can look, you can just bring it into the do bathroom you think, with you. Do you think his leg is actually doing that? Look at, nope. the, look at the structure wow. of that bin nope. that leg. <laughs> Poor Ashton. That, that is, is not a possible thing to do. That is, that is unpossible. I my slower spine with the same <laughs> oh, connector that they use God. on the Lenovo Yogo. Yeah. I do like the way the hinge looks. Alan and I still have debates about whether to laugh. We have I debates. Like I, I, went, I went and oh. I was in Best Buy yesterday. It's all fun and games till you catch a hair in there. <laughs> the, the, four, the four model. The four model at the Best Buy. The laptop was, or Kutcher? Oh, <laughs> Can I mute him yet? No. What's that cartoon where the yeah. dog laughs like that? Mudley, Mudley. Mudley. We've been going over yeah. this for years. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, do you have something for us? <laughs> yeah. All right, yes, I know your pick. Let's go ahead with this. this is uh, so once again, internet or er, archive.org has turned their power to evil and have put up hundreds of old MAME games. Dating back to the 70s up to the mid-90s. Well, that seems illegal. It's just Is it sick. actually illegal? It, it, it's the, they're using S-MAME, or JS-MAME, sorry. And the vast majority of them, it takes a little while for them to load mm-hmm. there. But it, it, they, they run an emulator, it starts up. There, there are quite a few of them which don't necessarily work. They're more just proof of concept. But there are a lot of them that do still work perfectly. Hmm. They've got a curator for it, which you can email if you're running into specific problems, a tech support forum. For if the legal just, department to reach? Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, if, if Kroll just ain't loading for you right, there's somebody who can help why, you. Why would, they, why would they do this? I don't know. Why, well, I mean, they are... You, because they are, it's super illegal. They are very old and they're games. Like a, like a oh, real no, organization. That's why they don't go into the late 90s. 
these are all at this point the the trademark has been more or less oh expired. My I Lord. don't think uh, that's right. And not all of them load. You better that's, No, no, no. Wait, wait. No, no, no. That. That's that's the arcade startup sequence for some games. Hold on. I it think might. they could still sue this you. This looks like a quilt my wife. There you go. There you go. There you go. Ooh. Look at that. All systems all go. All systems go. <clears throat> are you ready to joust? <clears throat> no. I think you're supposed to have a controller attached Uh, for most of these. Now, that's one of the problems. Like, one of my favorite memories is playing Victory Road, but Victory Road had a a joystick which rotated so that you could continue Mm. walking forward while your character spun around on the screen. It spun all the way around. If you tried to do that with a joystick, you would snap the handle off. That sounds fine. Yeah, Josh. Maybe we're going to see some uh, projects building Mm. new controllers just to play these... Free games on internet.org. No gamepads detected. Boo. This one doesn't seem like it's going to want to load for you, does it? Uh, hit the... Oh, yeah. Um, hit the buttons in the, the insert coin. Player one insert if coin. only had a mechanical keyboard up there, on the laptop. Up there. They got Zizzy. Try they got Galaga. Up oh, there we go. Oh, Ooh, advance. He's got it. There advance. Go. Insert coin. Player one. There you go. I don't know where your keyboard is. I don't. Oh, I love joust. I know where his keyboard's at. It's on his Prepare laptop. to joust. Buzzard use bait. Your, use your uh, arrow keys. The, it's your the, mouse is oh, the arrow keys. Whoa, there it goes. Jump. Jump, 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 how. jump, 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 You're dead. Oh, oh, oh there we go. There you control. Go. Of course it's oh, control. Uh, oh, oh, you gotta get above him. I know how to play joust, damn it. Not in today, you don't. Are you sure? Your cone is too young. Your cone is too young. These uh oh oh, oh these oh, oh, these oh. are um, latent controls. Yeah, I mean you might need to be on a desktop for this because you're trying to do Java. It's in Java. It's and Java I have about script. I have about four. No, I think it's Java. It's Java. It's a Java emulator of an emulator. Yeah, it's an emulator running in an emulator. I believe I have like forty tabs open. That's there's that too. Yeah. Come on, get them! Yeah. Oh, Oh, oh! You just. Took it up the pooper. Get the egg! Oh! Okay. All right, I'm so done. done. Right, let's move on. So yep. done. Josh, what do you got? Uh, you know what? Video cards are cheap. They're getting cheaper by the day. If you don't mind a little extra heat and noise, then this XFX 290X from AMD is cheap. It's like 319 329 It's a lot of power for mm. not a whole lot of bucks. Number one bestseller. Number, Number one, one bestseller best in graphics card fans. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what? That's what it says. So this has a $30 rebate. Uh-huh. Uh, so you can get it for $299. $299. How much, nice. how much could you get it for, Josh? What? How much could you get it for? Uh, two ninety nine. <laughs> a little slow on the uptake there. A little bit. This is a great card for performance per dollar. Like, yeah. this is for $299. For $299. This is amazing. Like, taking everything else out of it, mm-hmm. performance per dollar, awesome. Plus, you get uh, the Eversettle um, bundle, bundle thing. with this. Yep. And sneak preview of what's going to happen in 25 minutes is uh, Andy's going to add another game into that as well. Sweet. You're going to get a game plus an Eversettle Breaking into Space years. Edition. Oh, code. no. That's you're you're going to get a game. I'm not going to tell you what game it is. Oh. But if you're smart and think about it... Well, if you scroll down on that Amazon page, they actually did update that bit. Where's... where's what? Oh, oh, oh. Where? Is it going to tell you? Special offers? Special offers? 
Mm. Oh, free okay. Civilization Beyond Earth PC game. Here's how. Oh. Huh. Oh. Huh. We're not what breaking an NDA after all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Amazon. So you actually get you actually get that game, and you get the Never Settle Space Edition code. So you could how still much get. How much that go for retail? Five, Fifty-nine bucks. At least or I'd say it? at least forty-nine. I don't know. Forty-nine. Yeah, it's a pretty good. But deal. on the other hand, they forgot to update the other part where it says buy a used XFS double D and save twenty five percent off the six hundred and thirty dollar <laughs> list price. I think you should get the new one. Buy with confidence. Just, just get the new one. So you get Beyond Earth and three games through the thing. So you get a total of four games. One of them could be Alien Isolation. Uh, they have the Star Citizen crap in there as well. Crap. I mean, it's all just crap. <laughs> you know what? Right I'm going to give but... this product a one star because it doesn't work with my Mac. It would not work with oh. my 5K Mac Retina. No. One star. Let's, yeah, never mind. Uh, and finally, Alan. All right, so I've been toying around with this. Uh, it took a little bit to get it going. What is this? Uh, have you clicked on the, the, the thing, thing with the I thing? I don't know. Have you clicked on the thing? Are you looking at the same thing that I'm looking at? No, I just clicked that's, on the link that you link. had in the thing. That's it. That's the link. The left link. Left link. The first, left link the is what I clicked. All right. So uh, Logitech Harmony Smart Keyboard. All right. So basically, you got like this wireless keyboard deal. Stop! Oh, it's the touchpad for the MSI. Go back to the keyboard. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) What are you doing? I don't know what you. This Uh, is like. I I don't know how he has a different picture than I do. But anyway, um, look at that! Look at that! Look. Hang on. Hold on. Let me let me figure this out. Hold on. It's the add-on. HTTP. (laughs) Colon slash. (laughs) I don't know. It's the same URL. So. It's a wireless keyboard with a touchpad off to the right side of it, right? It's pretty lightweight. I would have brought it in, but I forgot. But uh, it's really lightweight, uh, and it has this thing, like this kind of a smart hub device, mm-hmm. right? So basically, you uh, put this, this smart hub on your Wi-Fi. Okay. You, you hook it. You, you tell it to connect your Wi-Fi. You tell don't it to connect your Wi-Fi. You stick it on top of your router, and you're good. Uh, it's no. on the Wi-Fi. Check. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the Wi-Fi. No wonder I couldn't get it working. Follow the directions to a T. Uh, yeah, so you uh, configure it mostly with a smartphone, which mm-hmm. is kind of confusing. Like, I wish they would just have it all in one place. Like, some of their older I, Harmony stuff. I have heard stuff, a couple of those complaints. Yeah, yes. like, there's a, like there's a Harmony app that's on a desktop that you can use to configure some of the other Harmony remotes. That's not this. This is all smartphone. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like hybrid smartphone and using their back-end service and server mm-hmm. to do lookups for devices and to get the all the codes for whatever your device is. It's like is, the right? Harmony system has been forever. Yeah, I guess, but you have to do it through a smartphone. But anyway, once yeah. you figure that out, it's kind of like a little bit of a learning curve. But once you can figure it out, as far as flexibility, uh, this thing will pretty much connect to anything, like drive anything. So, so what's it do? You haven't told me. Okay, so <laughs> it's a, it's, it's it, the keyboard itself is just a Bluetooth wireless keyboard with okay. touchpad. Okay. Cool enough. The system comes with a couple of uh, dongles, the kind you get Ooh. like with your wireless mouse or keyboard or both, right? Yeah. But it comes with two of them. Okay, so now you have the ability to plug in two dongles into two separate devices, be it a home theater PC or a uh, PlayStation or okay. an Xbox, right? Gotcha. Things that things that can do like keyboards plugged into them, right? That yeah. kind of thing. Um, also, the hub itself, which dr- talks to the keyboard and talks to those dongles, depending on what you have them plugged into, right? Uh, can also connect blue- as a Bluetooth keyboard directly to, like, a smart TV or to an Apple TV, actually. It, you can, like, mount it as a wireless keyboard to that, oh. right? Um, 
And there's, I think you can connect to Roku as well. I don't have a Roku to test it on, but you can, right? So the, the idea is that once you have everything configured and mapped out, uh, you hit, there's basically six different modes you can put the keyboard in. So it's like a shorter or long press of three different buttons. Put the, the whole system, the keyboard, the hub, whatever it's connected to, into like six different pre-configured modes being the, that you pre-configured, right? So if I want to like watch TV, right, I just do a short press on like the left button. It does all of the stuff, right? It, it turns on the TV. Turns what, does on the, the, what does the button say that you push? The button? It's uh, that one of the three activity buttons. They just have three different like icons on it, but you can make them do whatever you want. You just have to kind of remember, okay, the left button is... You have to remember the left button short press You can make it TV, whatever you want. The like, long button is... Well, they could, just be, porn. they could just only leave you with three options, but they gave you an additional three by doing long presses of those. You're talking about these buttons? Yeah, those same three buttons on the screen, right? The one that looks like duplicate on the screen, the screen, and I want to direct a movie? Yeah. <laughs> Launch with this yeah. movie maker? But, <laughs> but the, real, the real idea there is you have six different combinations, right? Okay. So if, say, you put it into, like, Apple TV mode, right? It would power your TV on, power your sound bar on. Uh, switch the TV to the right input, you actually tell it which input your Apple TV was plugged into, yeah. right? It it does all that switching. Have you ever used a, logic, a Harmony remote before? But, but there's extra steps. Because this, right? this does all this. This will also map the keyboard and mount it as a Bluetooth-connected keyboard to the Apple TV. Okay. All at the same time. So there's an added okay. layer to just the... Re- if you have the regular Harmony stuff and you know about that and you're just like, Alan, I already... Heard all that crap? Alan, I already this heard is, all that. Yeah. So this is all of that <laughs> yeah, with but, but the what keyboard if I added. Change the channel on some. Okay. So that's the other thing. Uh, they're actually pretty smart about this. When you go through those configuration options, it's like, all right. So you had this particular TV and this sound bar. All right. I know that you're you you basically can choose which devices for each particular mode. And it's like, all right. I see you added your TV and your sound bar. So it for me automatically mapped the volume up and down and mute keys of the keyboard, which is on the top row there. It's like the F keys are kind Isn't of inverted. That's I want to interact with my TV, though. Is it? What do you, no, no, that's the thing. Like, those volume keys and mute I, automatically match. I don't want to, hit, I don't to wanna have a bar. keyboard in front of me and doing function up to change the volume. Do I? But you, it, it's basically the same exact thing that would happen like on a laptop with those keys. That's what I'm saying. Right? The volume up and down and yeah, stuff? Yeah, no, I get it. It just does it. If you just happen to okay. have the keyboard on your lap. Okay. The right? cool thing about the Harmony is you can hand it to somebody who doesn't know anything and they can use it. Yeah. And, but, okay, so, but you, and... But this keyboard, you can't really do that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. with That's what the add-on is for. If you want, like, if your preference was to have this keyboard set up for a home theater PC set up, but then you need the additional wife acceptance factor or spouse acceptance factor, you can get this add-on remote, which they also sell as a package with that same hub. Mm-hmm. Right? Just the hub and this remote. But if you already have the hub because you bought the keyboard part, you can just get the smart control add-on. It's thirty bucks, so it connects via Bluetooth to that same hub so and it's gives just a you a harmony remote. And it's basically a harmony remote, but a very very low end one because you don't really need mm. all of you know the other high end stuff. Can't, can't you right? just download the app and connect to the smart hub? Uh, you can do that too. That's pretty cool. But I find that kind of like clunky. Like you got to. You you'd like to you'd you got to fire a keyboard up your phone. to control your TV setup. Yeah, I was gonna say I would say using an clunky. app on your phone would be less would be more intuitive than using a keyboard and holding a function button and volume button to change the volume would be on the keyboard. Uh, no, right. I find it like if I'm okay. So I have a PC connected to the TV and I'm doing Hulu through that. I'm doing all sorts of stuff through that. Right. I want to be you able could. to actually type and use a touchpad because yeah, it's a full blown PC, right? Mm-hmm. But then I want to adjust the volume. Do I want to pick up my remote 
Or do I no, want to hit the F11 you're right. key? You no, know, you're right. If you're going to use a keyboard with a computer yeah. I would, or with a TV, I guess uh, I'd rather it, do that. It'd but. be cool if the app would let you send, t- like, keyboard commands, like text server. Yeah, that's true, because you could just use, like, an iPhone, like it, a touch keyboard. Would you just get, like, an iPad mini and dedicate it to your, being uh, your I remote? think you can issue keyboard commands through the app with see a this system. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. Hmm. But it was just very, very seamless getting it all, like... Once I overcame the issue where the hub just didn't want to connect, connect to my Wi-Fi for some reason, but I managed to get around that. It's an issue some people have. I guess they're mm. trying to work out. But once that, once I got past that hurdle, it was like refreshingly nice and easy, and just like the thing just worked. Mm. I mean, you know? so right now, th- mm. this would be helpful for me because right now I have a wireless mouse and keyboard that I use for the Plex server on my PC, but I still have to turn on the receiver and still have to turn on the TV. Right. So this would do this, all this those things. Helpful. You would sure. pick up this keyboard, hit one button, and it would go. It would take it like five or ten seconds to go through that cycle, yeah. but it issues all those commands, all that stuff fires up. Yeah, but like I said, know. that's something that Harmony has done for a decade. Yes. Yeah, right? but, but the whole but, turning but everything on, turning the right PC, settings. I need a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And the other thing yeah. I will say is that, like, so you just have the remote without the hub? You just have just the standalone remote, right? I just have a, a Harmony 880. Which is just the nice... It's, I have a nice... Yeah, a one yeah. With, a, with a touch screen on it and stuff. Right, like right, right. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing that I find with like those in general is that if you go and you hit that activity button and something was blocking one of your components... Correct. Right? The IR. Now you just... It didn't make it all it's the way offset. through that cycle mm-hmm. and something didn't turn on, something like that. With this hub, actually another thing included, I forgot, is it includes uh, an IR blaster, and there's actually two IR blaster ports out the so back of that hub. you can't block the IR that way. So, yeah, if yeah, you had like cool. all your stuff's in a cabinet, you can just have all that, you know, that hub just kind of takes care of all that stuff. Yeah. You know. Um, not hmm. only that, but I, when I was just playing around with it, it was on like the opposite, it was in my kitchen, like at the opposite end, like 20 feet away and like What's almost, the keyboard you use to connect? Bluetooth? So the keyboard connects to the, yeah, hub. it's not infrared. There's no, there's no right. IR it at uses, all on the keyboard. Uh, yeah. but all of the IR functionality comes from the hub, basically. Yeah. With, with that particular keyboard and with the add-on remote, that doesn't mm-hmm. have IR either. It's just mm-hmm. Bluetooth link back to that hub. The hub is like the, the blaster for all of the stuff, basically. But can you take the keyboard and type in a show that doesn't suck and actually get one? Mm, that's a good question. Oh, God, no. uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, not so yeah. much. Uh, that is going to wrap up the show for us today. PCPer.com slash podcast, everybody. That's where uh, you can go find our, our RSS feeds, download the MP3 files, find our YouTube videos, find back episodes, uh, find the email address to yell at Alan or whoever you want to yell at. For That's a Josh. Yell at Josh. That's yeah. true, too. Hey, you know what? I, I'd just like to say this is okay. supposed to be a short podcast. What happened? Nobody ever said it was supposed to be a short podcast. Yeah, never. Ah, it's never a short podcast. We get so few stories. Yeah, but you just kept talking. I can't help it. <laughs> no, he just kept like cracking up the entire podcast. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It would he have kept, been done like ten minutes ago. Uh, kept wheezing. Yeah. pc slash live again if you want to watch us record the show live. It's on Wednesdays at ten p.m. Eastern, seven p.m. Pacific. And pcpro.com slash subscribe to sign up for our live stream mailing list so you can get notified for this show and other shows, including next Tuesday. We'll do a uh, Assassin's Creed Unity live stream sponsored by NVIDIA. We'll have some prizes to give away, so you will definitely want to be there for that. Uh, it's close to midnight, and it's past Josh's bedtime, everybody. So with that, we're going to close out. I'm Ryan Shrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walworth, and this episode has one star. It doesn't work. It didn't work on, on my Mac. Mac. <laughs> and I'm Alan Valentano. Our episodes never work on Mac.
Thank <laughs> you.